0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Uh, A shocking investigation revealed by journalist Ellen Coyne in the Irish Independent today revealed that children are waiting up to four years, yes, four years for an autism assessment, with thousands more across the country losing valuable time and going without life-changing interventions. More than 130 children in the Midlands are on a list that is expected to take four years to be seen, while another 1,000 children in the region are currently on lists that come with an average three-year waiting list. An investigation with the Irish Independent has found lengthy waiting lists for autism assessments are forcing parents to pay thousands, and I mean thousands because I've been there, for private child psychologists. And, you know, with the greatest respect to child psychologists, I know they train for years to do the job, and yeah, they're entitled to charge what they want, but I do believe the prices that some of them are charging, some of them, not all of them, but some of them are charging, is extortionate. Anyway, But a professional body has warned that the high demand for private ASD or Autism Spectrum Disorder assessments from unregulated psychologists has left families wide open to exploitation from bad actors. Uh, There had already been at least one case where a psychologist tried to sue a family for defamation after their qualifications were questioned, despite the fact that the HSE had raised similar concerns about the same individual. Parents who believe their child may be autistic may need a formal diagnosis before they can assess certain supports. And that comes, you know, with school, before you can get your CNO hours or your SNA or whatever it is, you do have to have a formal diagnosis. Otherwise, it would be a ridiculous system if you didn't. Just, you know, I think my child has autism or I think my child might be on the spectrum or I think my child might have such and such a disorder. Can you give me help? And that help could go to a child who needs it more, for example. So it's up to what they call the Ceno to assess them or to, uh, you know, give those errors and attribute them to different children, etc., cetera, et cetera. Anyway, Autism waiting lists run as long as 18 months and at last, at least in at least seven counties. But the worst waiting lists by far are in the CHO 8 area, which includes Leash, Offley, Longford, Westmead, Loud, and Mead. Waiting times for these counties were divided between 12 different children's disability networks. And experts warn that leaving children on waiting lists for a long period of time without intervention can have a dramatic effect on the child's life and their dependency on support. And it warned that while five or six children were being added to its waiting lists every six, six months, or every, sort of say, every month, it may, be, uh, it may only be able to do one or two assessments every four weeks due to the lack of resources. That seems incredible, that they can only do one or two every four weeks. One or two children every four weeks. So I want to know today, If you're a parent, have your child been diagnosed with any special needs of any description, be it autism or whatever it happens to be? And how long did you have to wait to get a diagnosis? And if you didn't get a diagnosis publicly, how much did it cost you to get a diagnosis privately? Because that's invariably what parents have to do. That's what I had to do at one point going back many, many years ago when I needed some assistance from my daughter and some help when she was in the early part of her school years. So I want to know today i want to know are you a parent who has been on a waiting list to have your child assessed uh let us know the number is 087 188 0008 that's 087 188 0008 it's unacceptable let's be clear about it but i want to know your experience with the system with the state uh, no matter where it happened to be wherever you happen to go to get that assistance uh, let me go to carla Carla, you're in ireland's classic kids. how you doing carla
1: Hi, how are we doing?
0: Good now, Carla. Your daughter Quiva, almost two years old. um, Yeah. And so, what what were the first indications that you thought that she might need some supports?
1: Okay, so when she was about ten months old, she just stopped meeting the milestones as uh, the same as her twin. She has a twin brother. Okay. she just wasn't hitting the milestones, she wasn't sitting up unaided, um, she wasn't picking up food, she wasn't picking up small um you know, like small bits like peas or picking up anything to put to her mouth. Okay. She just didn't have the hand to mouth action that all babies have. Um, so I reported it then to my public health nurse, and she um, she got me referred on, and then we started having assessments then through paediatrician. She had a brain scan because they suspected she could have possibly had cerebral palsy. There was a possibility of that. Okay. So that was very worrying.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, it is. She Had
1: an MRI on the spine. Uh, sorry, on the on the brain, and that came back perfect. Um, and just like rocking, she she rocks, taps um and, and yeah just as time went on we, we we referred to early intervention and um to go to the child's disability team and we never heard nothing for such a long time and then eventually we've got a letter to say we've been accepted um and we're just still waiting on the list now to to be seen by anybody now we did see a psychologist in the beginning of June she came up to the house and um, I gave her the the nearest update that I had for Queeva which was she was possibly or aut- has autism but they can't say until she's two years old but she's on the spectrum so um, like, it's difficult just, to know of still, course
0: un- until they start missing those milestones it's difficult yeah. to know whether they they're on the spectrum
1: yeah yeah I mean at the moment at present um she has to be hand-fed everything all the food has to be blended um, she gets scared of loud bangs, loud noises. Um, she's um, she she just rocks a lot. She taps, and she needs she does need extra additional care when she's in daycare as well. So she's and been you, I mean, I suppose in the baby for longer. Com-
0: you can compare with her twin, mm-hmm, uh, with obviously, the twin, yeah, yeah, who has met all those milestones and is doing all those mm-hmm. things independently himself. Uh, yeah. So you can see that in Queen mm-hmm. the difference. I suppose she's,
1: she's completely non-verbal. She doesn't speak. She doesn't point. Um, she doesn't mm-hmm. like hugs. If you try and hug her, if she falls over, and you pick her up and you hug her no she just pushes away um Mm. now i have got i have had to go privately myself with um with an ot um occupational therapist and she comes to my house once a month and i do a lot of online sessions with her and I'm new to all this autism stuff. It's totally new to me, and I know speaking to the parents they've been in this game now for for years, and I'm understanding from them how hard it is but for them to even get a diagnosis and to even get financial help from the government as well, like the domiciliary carers' allowance and things like that that's a battle every Every step of the autism journey is a battle. And, and along,
0: I mean, speaking to others now, you're on the list now, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously you want to try and get some occupational therapy, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. like, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. there a minute ago, she doesn't like loud bangs and she's nonverbal. Mm. Has anybody yeah. suggested you get a hearing test done? Because she may need grommets yes. in her ears or anything like that.
1: Yeah, we had all that done. We've uh, we, all the tests have been done done on, on her now. So my next my next stage now is we're going back in September, where um, Dr. Brendan O'Neill at Mayo Hospital, he's going to um, give us more of a, of a proper diagnosis and go from there um, with with exactly what is wrong with her. He just said mm-hmm. in in Ireland you can't you can't give. A autism diagnosis until the child is, is is at least two years old. Well, I
0: un- I do well, I do understand that. I mean, there, there's a reasoning mm. for that. Is because sometimes yeah. every child, you know, reaches those milestones differently. So. There, there yeah. is a reason why they say two, and I and I do understand that. I, I mean, I, mm, although I did hear yeah. one some person mentioned that their child had been diagnosed with ADHD at seven months, and I said, I don't know how that happens. Oh, God, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Okay, but, but, but somebody said that to me there a while ago. But, but yeah. no, I understand the age of two because, again, it's it's all those milestones mm-hmm. that they have to reach, yeah. you know. And I had a very yeah. similar situation with my own daughter. She was non-verbal. She okay. was three or four. But now you can't yeah. shut her. Now you can't shut her up. So what? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be too concerned yeah. about the non-verbal part. I think that will come okay. in time. Maybe she might be just a little yeah. bit slower reaching that milestone. But the fact that she's not picking mm. stuff up and you have to blend all her food. I mean, obviously yeah. she doesn't like the textures, maybe or something like that. You I'm know. not an expert, but I'm sure she has to see somebody and understand exactly no, what's going I'm- on.
1: My, my therapist said to me that it is a, sen- a sensory thing. She's probably going to miss the, the stage of picking up food and bringing it to her mouth. Yeah. She's going to miss all that kind of sense. And one day when she's a bit older, she'll probably do it just out of the blue. But if she does pick her food up in her hand, she just looks at it, rocks back and forth, stares at the food, stares at me. And I say, go on, it's okay. Go on. And then she'll just look back at it, squash it, and she just drops it on the floor. She right. just will not take it to the mouth. Yeah, unless, unless,
0: unless you give it to her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if I give put it, break it up into tiny pieces like a little snack a soft snack or something. Um yeah, she, she she'll she take loses, it but yeah. if it's a new taste she'll hit herself on the head like if I've gone particularly if I went from um say a bit of spaghetti bolognese to then uh, giving her like a yogurt that's too much for her and she starts like she she'll rock and she'll bang herself on the head because it was too much of a sensation. So now I have to I've learned now to break it down for her, what I'm going to do next food wise. What we're going to do next? What we're going to try next? Because if it's too lumpy as well, she'll hit herself on the head, or and, and even I, the look of the food. What if about what about it, I mean colour.
0: Reading this article, you know, thousands of parents mm-hmm. have decided to go privately rather than wait the three or four years. Now, yeah. the prices are ridiculous. You can be charged anywhere between oh, thousand and three thousand, depending on mm-hmm. what you need to get assessed. I mean, is that yep. something that you've you've done or are thinking yeah, about doing, or, or is it affordable? Even?
1: Um, the the, um, the the assessment side of things, the psycho- psychological assessment thing, I, I've not gone down that road yet because I feel like I'm already um, I'm already getting that service already with the psychologist that came to the house and she said she wanted to do more when she was a bit older. And was that a private, paranoid, was that a like private appointment
0: you'd be paid no, for? Okay.
1: Um, no, that was, that so was public through um, public yeah. service, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the other stuff that I have gotten for her, it has been private, like the the OT. And, um, and can I ask you how much you one, paid?
0: How much did you pay for the OT? I
1: paid a hundred euro for a hundred euro um, a session when she comes to the house. Okay, and then the online sessions then are free like oh, okay. the Zoom that I do with that Okay. and then there's um, Sensational Kids which is 75 euro a session as well so I had okay. to pay 75 euro to sit down and have a, have a conversation first of all and then, then the, the sessions after that are 75 euro um, an hour
0: Yeah and it all adds up you know what I mean it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like a huge amount of money at the time but it all adds yeah. up over time when you have to have 10 or 20 sessions yeah. or whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. and look why, where this is going to be really important is when Quiva yeah. reaches an age of going to school and yeah because without these assessments, you'll have to get an educational assessment. You'll have Mm -hmm. to get a psychological assessment for the school because without those assessments, she won't get, you know, an SNA possibly or the special need assistance that she needs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, now I I understand all that. And this is what's That's happening. Pa- thing- pa-
0: parents are waiting four years for that. I mean, the I child think it's can oh, I well, they can regress a lot in four years if they don't get the help they need. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I'm just learning all this talking to other mothers, and it's just so hard that it's such a such a battle. And the the thing is, what's holding a lot of this back at the moment is is the transition. Thing going on within services I don't know the services what were happening before but I know just over this last um, year or so apparently it's been transitioning from one service to another service and that's what's been holding a lot of this up as well
0: and have you have you, have you have you been onto cams as well or well I don't think cams deal with your child because they're too young probably I, I'm almost too sure no, what age cams no no I've never
1: heard I've never okay. heard of that no okay.
0: no okay okay we'll stay there for a second let me go to Jared as well Jared no, Jared your class classic kids Carlos, seems to be going through the mill there Jared with Queaver. you have a similar situation
2: yeah hi Noel yeah we have a uh, we have a twelve year old lad uh, saying thing. Zach, like he was um it was forced picked up in, in in preschool um by uh, the the twenty teachers listen I think there's something maybe there what Okay. Um, she was trying to engage and talk and kind of thing, he wasn't making eye contact. So she just says, look, okay. She was brilliant no, She asked the girl last, she was brilliant. Uh, the teacher. She kind of says, "This, there may be something there." Just, just get for it checked preview. out. Yeah. they checked out. So she gave us a letter with a fair letter from the GP, and I think we were two years before we got a letter to go to the HSE up in the Navan Road and. Um, we started to go through the process there.
0: Two with, years um, just waiting to get the first appointment. Wow. Y- yes, two years wow. for the first appointment. Oh, okay. So oh. he was he was th- he was six at that stage. He was so he was in school and all of that stage. He, yeah. he
2: was in school and all of that stage. So we went from the Navan Road, we did, and we got we, we two or three visits there, and then we got official diagnosis then um, that he was basically he, he was um, he has asperger's. Okay. So oh, nice. look, he's very great kid, very clever. But, like he's doing scale walk, he he gets very
0: frustrated and he kind of he loses a lot a little bit, you know. So yeah, many geniuses in the world have aspergers, by the way. So you yeah. know, some people call it a gift to some degree as well. But I know it is can it be Elon difficult. Musk? That's right, is Elon Musk. Musk Elon first and that, so is Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, but 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 in saying that, Gerard, you know, it is something that can be very difficult for them throughout their life because yeah. you, it, it, for social interaction, you know. Yeah.
2: Now, you now, like there is times like like. He you'd like kids, some kids on the road, and we, when we forced moved into the area, and stuff like that, and all. Same thing, like the kids be out playing on the road, and they're coming, they were all curious who he was, the new kid, and stuff like that, and all. Same thing, like he be just playing the garden kind of thing, but it takes him a while to come out and be sharp. But I just said he, he would struggle, um, yeah. socially. Of
0: course, But yeah. when he
2: went to school, because he, he had friends and school as he's going through the school, he got a little bit better. But at the same time, like we were being referred for um, OT and speech and language therapy. And still to this day, now we have not heard a word back. About and how long you
0: on the waiting list for OT in speech Six and language? Six years. Six years. <gasps> Six years. Jeez.
2: Now That's no, bad. he just he just it's finished up. You, he, he's, he's, just, yeah. <laughs> he's he's just finished up uh, sixth class now, so he's going into secondary school now in August. Now the school he's in Saint uh, Saint Vincent's in and Evan, which to be fair to be the, the, the principals and the teachers, all day have been fantastic and a and fantastic SNA. You know, and he's, yeah. just, he's, just, he's gone across once for the air and now into the secondary school, but they, they've been fantastic. We'd, like, only for the school. And to be honest with you, we're not, we're not the parents. We've learned more off of other parents. Than that seems to be the way all the, all the time, yeah, the other parents' the HSA, experiences. Yeah. The, the HSC is an absolute abomination. That's the only way to describe mm. it. Only way to describe it, because all it's all it, you keep doing is is passing stuff, is getting passed from Billy to Jack, and there's no solutions, There's no answers. There's no communication the whole place needs The whole organization needs to be scrapped
0: yeah i mean Diane, i've, t- I, I've talked to parents way, i've talked to way. parents who manage to mm-hmm. get their children in with cams uh, for example and you know and they wait yeah. three or four years to, to get an appointment or whatever it is they get an appointment they get a few visits and then you know they go, oh, you know, there's not more, more unless he gets worse or if she gets worse. there's it more we can do? Yeah, so that, and then they're taken off the record. And then the child gets worse. They go back to cams and say, well, look, you know, you told me to come back to you if, if things got worse. Things have got worse. Oh yeah, we're going to put you back on the list again now because you're already off. That they right take you off the books. So you have to wait yeah. another two years to get another appointment. Like wow. it's, it just it, gets it, ridiculous. It, it's
2: like it, 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 it's, it's like there's other, the other parents now. Thank God, like your air lad is high function, but with this twins like he'll have meltdowns, and it's like. It can be, can, there's no talking them down. Sometimes it's, it can and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to watch sometimes. But there's oh now there's parents out there and they are in a hell of a lot worse uh, position than we are. Oh no, I, un- I understand some, exactly what you kids. mean by
0: these irrational breakdowns. Mm. You, we, it's just completely mm. irrational. Yes, I, I understand it completely.
2: But I tell you what, there's a, like the specific, just, you mentioned camp. there now. there's a group there, and you have a page on Facebook. It's called Ripples, Noel. Right. And a lot of parents and the whole group so they the like Saturday morning they do little camps like football camps and basketball camps and uh, karate swimming, things like that and all. And I tell you what, that has brought some kids out of the shells and like on the social aspect and stuff like that and all, the other kids thinking on It's nationwide
1: as well? Is that like a little bit yes a little well, it's,
2: it's, it's mainly based in dublin but as far as i know okay. i think the plan is is, is, is to, is to a into bit of a little bit of a like, and, and what do they yeah. call again? Ripples is it? They Ripples. Yeah, the Facebook page they call Ripples, okay. and okay. and they are brilliant. Like, they they all sort of sports, and they do like my young in The last couple of weeks there now, you know, so he's he's done orienteering. So he showed them all about camping oh. and the different insects and all. Like you'd you, you be all around the Phoenix park party, go around the Phoenix And park this is just about. this is
0: just a, a voluntary group. It's like yeah. a
2: voluntary group, like you make. And a, they're a, doing
0: more than the state is. Yeah, God, yeah.
2: listen, it's, it's don't mention the state. No, that's, that's <laughs> it's in it's in the state. So how, he,
0: how are you managing, Jared? Uh, to get... Are you, are you getting assessments for him so he can get the extra hours in school and the assistance he needs, etc. We're
2: basically taking time off work and we're going down. And to be fair, to be fair to, to the principal in the school and stuff like that, we're, we're, we're just kind of I'm saying we well, you're going to camp inside the school if the SNA is pulled or if you don't give the allocation that's needed. And basically, to be fair to say, he's been fantastic. Yeah, some, some schools are boys. really
0: good. Some the schools are
2: bad, yeah. Probably it would have in a, a, a hell of a bad way if it wasn't. They were being brilliant now. And they said to us as well, look, going forward, obviously, the like secondary school as well. He says, look, okay, nothing's going to change, whatever the boys are going to need. Because in his year, there's three or four lads that, going to need, that needed the SNA, and they've been fantastic. I, I, I
0: do remember my own daughter. I used to go into town. There's some place there on the south side, not far from the south side of the city there. And I used to go over there for an educational assessment. And yeah. um, you were almost, another sounds awful, you were almost praying the assessment would be bad because you knew in your heart and soul your child needed assistance yeah. and help. So you're almost <laughs> praying the assessment would be bad so you could get more help, if you know what I mean, yeah. which was terrible. Yeah. And then yeah. I ended up then with my daughter going to get a private child, what uh, was child psychologist um, in Dublin, and I had to do that, but the price was because we were told we'd Gosh. be on a waitlist for two years, and she needed the help there and then She didn't yes. need the help in two years, and at the time, the price was ridiculous. I mean, this is going back about 10 or 12 years ago. It was like I think it was over 1200 quid for like three yeah. or four visits.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we, looked into, we looked into going private now, like we said, like we work full time and stuff like that now. Like, uh, like I'm, gone every, I'm on the road every morning at six o'clock. My wife, she's down the scale run with a young lad in preschool. And then we have Zach Day, who's just finished in the The two of them are in the, both in the same skill. So she's doing the skill one before she starts walking at 9 o'clock, trying to get to her and stuff like that now. And even walking full-time, paying them off, you just can't No, pass. you can't.
0: No, no, no. So That's we
2: haven't cool. had a family holiday in four years, I'm are walking full-time.
0: You know, you oh, OK, well, look, I have to go into break. Carla, good look yes. at Cuiva, and I, and I hope Thank you here. get the supports. But I think Jared is right. If you're depending on the state, you'll be depending on them forever because the only thing, the best thing yeah. you can do is, you know, groups on Facebook and other people with similar experiences mm-hmm. because you'll probably get more advice and you'll help get from more them voice and than get you will more from anybody else.
2: Those, forget about the HSE because on an absolute shamble well, isn't it oh, sad other-
0: that you have to say that on radio that forget about the HSE yeah. isn't that sad yeah, when, you've got a, when you've got the CEO sitting there earning 430 grand a year isn't it sad that you say that you know, mm. and the um, fella
2: that used to walk a finger all digging holes that's why here we have looking after the HSE, that's that's what they're dealing with,
0: you <laughs> okay. know. Okay, listen, guys, Quiva, or should I should say Carla, thank Carla, much. thank you very much indeed. All, all, the right. Folks. all right, and thank you very much indeed, Jared. Some of the messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp as well in relation to this as well. I to hey,
3: guys, listen to the show today, and I have to agree with what Jerry's is saying. The HSE is an absolute messed up system when it comes to um, trying to get a child with a diagnosis. So, I've had to get two of my sons um, a diagnosis one is still awaiting his one right now um, because he was he he would be he would be highly functioning and um, the other child went through it from the age of two have an assessment and he finally got his formal assessment at 11 Um, and even with that it was we actually had to go private because the hsc wants us to restart the entire process again Um, when he was 11 and like an 11 year old child is starting to be aware that these things are going on around them with the HSE was an absolute nightmare. Cams is a complete and utter joke. My son is 20 now. Um, he went to them in high crisis two months before his 18th birthday and they gave him an appointment for three months' time and then sent me a letter uh, three weeks before his appointment to say, oh, sorry, he's 18 now. He's no longer under our care.
0: Wow. Sad, isn't it? That, that's what parents are actually going through to try and get the help they badly need for their children. And to be on a waiting list publicly for three or four years to get the assessment you need to get the help for your child is pointless because in that three years the child will regress in that three years the child will only get worse not better we need more help we need parents to get more help let us know your experience with getting an assessment. The number is 87 188 8 You can WhatsApp or text right now. Or if you want to come on the air, you can. 0818-942-105 is the number. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Some of the messages we're getting in are outrageous. The amount of time that people are waiting to get a diagnosis or to help them to, or to get an assessment for their child when they badly needed to get the, the assistance they need in school because that's what this is all about. It's getting assistance. You can't get assistance. You can't get an s a You can't get special needs assistance. You can't get those hours unless, of course, you get an assessment in the first place. Martine, you're an Ireland's classic Kids. How are you doing, Martine?
4: Oh, hi, Niall. How are you?
0: Good. I mean, I'm reading this report today by the Irish Independent. And I have to say, a great report by Ellen Coyne, but it's shocking, isn't it, that people are waiting four years?
4: Niall, we were very fast getting our diagnosis. We only took like a few, um, a couple of months getting our diagnosis. But after that, that was it. That was it. And you know what? We only recently we got another diagnosis. I went on your show there two years ago, and we got our uh, second diagnosis from that. But after that, it's been only a couple of weeks ago since we've got any um, services coming to the house. So how
0: how long in total did it take you to get an appointment? Forget about the diagnosis, and the assessment to get an appointment for support or help. How long did it take you to get about three and a half four Um, years? Over
4: three years. Over three years. That's crazy. Yeah. And Molly would be would be considered be you know severe autism um, now with you know other stuff would be. How old is Molly?
0: How old is Molly now?
4: She's just gone six years old.
0: Is that her in the background? That is her in the background, yeah. <laughs> Keeping keep you company and making sure she's heard on the radio. Uh, yeah, I actually have
4: my friend here, my best friend here. So,
0: um, <laughs> so, so three and a half years just to get an appointment to get some support. But So, you were yeah. fighting. And, and in the interim, you know, when you were sort of wait, was sitting patiently waiting for the letters to pop through the door, which never popped through the door, I mean, were you yeah, on to them? Did you ring them? I mean, I suppose parents are looking for advice. You've been successful I, in the end, but. You know, at
4: the start, when Molly got diagnosed, I was told oh, um, now you're, you, the fight begins. And I, I actually didn't have a clue what they were talking about, the fight, what fight. But it's so true. You start a fight for your little, for your child. And you're after getting a diagnosis for your child, it's heartbreaking and you're trying to come to terms with that. And then you have to fight for everything. I mean, everything, everything you fight for. It's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's so, it's, it's, it's so bad. Sorry, now I'm a bit nervous,
0: but no, that's, that's okay. It's really that's okay. It's I know. And, so and you're hard. looking at your little child getting older and things not getting much better, unfortunately, sometimes. And you're saying all they need is support, all they need is a professional, an occupational therapist, or a psychologist, or whatever it is that you need, those appointments you need. And you're broken brokenhearted sitting there saying, I can't get they won't give them to me. No, I, I
4: have to start with Molly. After going on your show, we were waiting for a psychiatrist appointment. We got that psychiatrist appointment one year after being on your show, because he's, and he's a great man and he's fantastic. Once we got in, it's great. But we waited all those time that time, Molly hurting herself out in and out of the A&E the whole time with her had, banging her head. Still, She's still biting her hands and they're still all marked all the time from her hurting herself. But mm. all the time we've been waiting... You must be worried sick that. about her, are you? Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. You worry about your child anyway. But yeah. when your child has disabilities, you're constantly worrying. Mm. It keeps you awake every night. You're thinking, what's going to happen to her when I'm not here anymore? As it is. Not alone. All, looking, all When you're a child, like Molly, I was told she got a second diagnosis as. Look, all to expect with Molly is for her to be happy now. Yeah. You know, and that's heartbreaking for a man to hear that. Yeah. But even those services are what you need for her to help your child be happy. Because like, sensory, Molly would have, you know, a lot of sensory needs. Yeah. Molly needs that, and all I'm trying to do is just help my little child have a better quality of life. But that's all we
0: want as parents. We want our children to have a good life. That's all we want.
4: She's a child. She's she's a kid like everybody else. She just has disabilities. She laughs, she plays, you know, she does all those things. She's still only a child. And as prime Time Time a few weeks ago and those parents, it's like in this country that they just don't matter. That's what I feel like. that. They don't matter so your child they doesn't fit them. in;
0: it doesn't fit into the box, so to speak. Yeah. So that's it's it. yeah. So it's just not our problem anymore. It's up to yeah, you.
4: That's it. Now I got onto the psychiatrist from being on your show. We were uh, twelve months waiting, and when I actually did get onto him, he's a great man. He actually told me that he's a psychiatrist. He works from Dublin. He comes to Limerick maybe a couple of times a month, but over COVID he couldn't. But he actually told me that he deals with most of Munster. That one man deals with the most of monster, Like, that's so wrong? One man. And not only with kids with autism, but he would be dealing with kids with other disabilities or children with no diagnosis that just might be going through, you know, anxiety. or. or that's one man that does all well, of that. I,
0: I, I'm looking here, for example, in one particular area of Heart of Ireland. They warned that while five or six children will be added to its waiting list every month, they're only able to assess one or two assessments every four weeks, which is a month, due to the lack of resources. Yeah. Now, I don't know how, I can't understand how the HSC, which is the government body, can only assess one or two children a month. How many people have they got working there? Do you know what I mean? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. And yet they're adding four or five to the list every month. So that the list is just going to keep getting longer and longer. And if it continues like this, in four or five years' time, parents will be waiting ten years.
4: And I, if I can just say... Look, this is in my experience. When Molly was diagnosed, it took a few hours for, for that diagnosis to happen. It, you know, you go through this process of, you, the parent goes in and, you, you know, you're asked so many questions and, you know, hours of questions and all of that. Yeah. And they go and they look, at, you know, they see the child for so many hours or whatever, and then they're diagnosed. So I don't understand why it can't be diagnosed faster either it doesn't matter. and you know sense. what
0: you sound like a wonderful caring woman who cares about your daughter and I can hear your heart broken even talking about it I know that yeah, I'm to well, tell but listen to you
4: no you walk around with a broken heart every day With when you have a child like Molly you know yeah, but I know. you do have to get on with it as well you know for them
0: but so your advice to parents because we had one parent who sent it in a message they didn't want us to put it on the air but they said that basically they like you they've been trying and trying and trying for years is it just keep fighting is that's what unfortunately.
4: Can is keep fighting. And you know what? You just, even going on your show, there, it seems to be the only way they kind of will listen. Is you'll have to take it that far to go on the radio, to go, you know, to your local papers, because that's what happened with us. We yeah. got phone calls after going on your show the last time. But before that, I didn't get any phone calls or letters. We're still waiting on services which we have in the last few weeks had, I think, um, four people um, called to our house for services but to start. They haven't started yet, for Molly, but like, that's after But you're months. hopeful
0: that they are going to start soon now? Yeah. After three and a half years. Well, actually, do me, do me a favour. Just stay there just for a second, Martine, if you can, because Maria, okay. you're an Ireland's classic kids. How do you doing, Maria?
5: Hiya, how are you? Yes.
0: your di- daughter was diagnosed two years ago. Yeah uh, she's now 8 years of age. Yes. Now you got uh, a note for your first appointment. Tell us when your first appointment is.
5: We got a letter to say her first appointment will be on the 4th of March
0: 2026.
5: 20,
0: 2026. 20,
5: oh yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. So it's not
0: for another 4 years. So she she she'll, she'll be 12 at least until she gets her first at appointment. Least.
5: Yes. Yeah. Wow. And there's a few things that she needs so it you know it's speech and language therapy, occupational therapy, psychology and so it's all really. What important do you stuff. I
0: mean with the greatest respect, what use is it for in four years? She needs hey, it now.
5: Yeah, I know. Her school is carrying her. The SNAs and the school, she got she has a, she's in a fabulous school, she's in St. Damian's and they're brilliant. But they are they're carrying her. There's nobody there's no other support. There's been nothing. There's nothing. your so school teachers envelope. are
0: basically replacing these people who are meant to be doing their yes. jobs, is it well, yes. let's be clear about it, they don't allegedly don't have the resources yes. in the HSC. And have you, do, have you talked about, it or, you know, a lot of parents seem to be pushed into going privately, but it is extremely that's, expensive. Yeah,
5: well that's the thing, we had to choose which ones we felt, because we don't even know what the priority is, because on the the list you're given, on the review, it just has this list of stuff. So we chose her the psychologist and occupational therapy, but like that we can't afford to keep doing it as often as she needs it. So. No, of
0: course not. This but even to have to make
5: the choice, you know, to leave out speech and language therapy and not, you know. So it's, you're trying to choose which is more
0: important, yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, you know, so like us having to make that decision to choose which ones we can pay for and which ones we can't. It's, it's
0: well, you should never be in that position. Exactly. You're paying taxes. You shouldn't be yeah, in that position.
5: Exactly. It It is. It's, it's really lonely when you're looking at your child and yeah. You know, they're struggling and you feel like nobody cares. Nobody is helping. There's, I mean, i rang, you're giving a liaison person to call and, I mean, it's pointless. They, she's like, yeah, Well, you got your appointment letter, and I'm like, but it's four years, so. And she's struggling in the meantime and there's things. And
0: when you say she's struggling now, are you saying she's struggling socially, academically? Yeah. Oh, or
5: all of those. Academically, because of the school, she's yeah. actually doing okay. But okay. socially and behaviour-wise and... Yeah. You know, and she's getting angrier because there's so much stuff that she's struggling with. But she's with not
0: being trained to deal with it. She's exactly. not. You know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Yeah, and I'm not equipped. I don't. You know, I can research and well, I, can an I can do all I can. Exactly. You know, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And socially, especially to watch them struggling and not be where their peers are. And well, that's, see, that's what Jared no was help. saying
0: before the break, and I'm sure Martine understands that as well. As when they have these, as he called it, a mini meltdown for yeah, yeah. A completely irrational Meltell. and you as a parent you do your best because you love your yeah. child but you're not trained to deal or you don't understand why that's happening and you need an understanding and help and by the way it's not just about training the child it's about training the parents how exactly. to deal with it you know yeah. what i
5: mean and that's the thing she was actually she was referred to speech therapy when she was two from the health nurse and we got a call two three weeks ago to say she had an appointment and when i explained that in the meantime she had been diagnosed with asd and we were waiting for the care team, they cancelled. They were like, well, she can't see us then because she's on, she's on a waiting list. So I was I was so upset. How long did it take I, you
0: to get the diagnosis, by the way?
5: Uh, two years, just over two years okay, we so, waiting.
0: So two years waiting to get a diagnosis. Yeah. Then you get the diagnosis and you receive a letter saying your first appointment is going yeah. to be on the 4th of March,
3: 2026.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. t- yeah. so, so in other words, years. six years in total. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. incredible. Before you get to see anybody who'll help you.
5: Before anybody. It, it, it's, it's, I still can't believe that that... I can't believe it has happened. You know, I've, I've listened to the radio shows and all of this before she was diagnosed. And yeah. I... You know, you don't pay so much attention to it. But then when you...
0: Well, it means when it comes handed, to your own door then, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you yeah.
5: this list of things they need. And then you're just left. You're just left on your yeah, own with them. There. Sorry, yeah. Ma- sorry,
0: Martine. You're just
5: left there. That's it. Yeah. You're
4: just left...
0: It's yeah. like
5: here you
4: go, and out there you go, and yeah. there's your diagnosis. When you do get your diagnosis, off you go. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, that's it. And like, it's so hard. Unless you live through this, honestly, honestly, it's so hard. It's your child. It's your baby. You yeah. know, they're they're human beings. I don't get. I I can't. It it just bewilders me how they can be tre- children can be treated like this. And especially in our, this country is supposed to be a first world country. I mean, and, mental, uh, mental
0: health, I mean, the, the government have a responsibility. The WHO set out a responsibility for the government to take care of people's physical and social and mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And mental health is equally as important as physical health. If your child had a broken arm or a broken leg yeah. or, you know, or had a disability, a physical disability that needed immediate assistance you know, or life-threatening assistance, they would be dealt with very quickly. But because it's a mental health problem or a diagnosis of a behavioural problem, it's almost like, Asher, they'll be grand until we can get to see them.
4: But but Nile, I don't even know if people, you know, with autism, it's not only, you know, the neurological, you know, like other stuff come with that. Oh, of course I know. She probably has epilepsy.
0: Yeah, yeah. She
4: has, since she was born, tummy, um, she's always suffered with her tummy. And I didn't know that's actually a big part of, it would be one of the side effects of, you know, autism. There's other stuff that come with that that you wouldn't even know, you know, unless... You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not only you know that it's autism. There's so many stuff that come off of that. That is, it's honestly like Molly walks on the tiptoes, so we're waiting as well for special um, shoes for Molly's splints. I think they're called AFOs. We're waiting on those. We're waiting on that appointment because she she could be in pain, but I don't know because Molly's nonverbal with her feet all the time because um, she walks on her tiptoes and that could so be that, quite, that could be quite
0: damaging to her in the long term of course yeah, yeah. Of, course, and, of course
4: yeah and the, all these things come from autism as well you know it's not it doesn't have to be that every child but
5: a lot of those things come with autism as well it's not only yeah. And they, they can't rule out stuff until they see their care team, like they actually can't rule out um, ADHD until, so yeah. even if I wanted Amelia to say I chose to put her on medication to help her in school, there's you can't do that until they're seen by a care team and Amelia also, has what we think is Tourette's at the moment. Wow. But she can't be treated There's a massive
0: like rise, by the way, in the amount of yeah. young people with Tourette's syndrome. Oh, it's but so, like, yeah. Did, did you, call, when you got that letter for the appointment, just very quickly before we get to the break here, because I'm going to get killed uh, <laughs> by my producer, but when you, when you got the letter for 2026, did you call them and say, like, what's the crack here? 2026, oh, is mad. I it,
5: yeah, I thought it was a mistake. I kind of laughed and I thought, I rang and I said, I must, it says 2026. I was laughing and, and she was like, oh, yeah, oh, and she actually said to me, Oh, you're quite lucky. That's only four years because they're rejigging the whole thing and the area. That's what Martine was saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was told I was lucky that it was. You were lucky. Yeah, in four years' time. So.
0: Well look ladies I have to go into a break uh, because my producer is going to do something terrible to me in a minute but listen <laughs> Martine and Maria I wish both of you the best of luck um, with Emily and Molly uh, or Amelia sorry um, it's Amelia isn't it Maria? Yes
5: it, is, a- it and,
0: is and Molly and I hope you get the help that you need unfortunately uh, for some people like yourself Maria it may be a case of having to try and you know drum up a bit of money I know that sounds yeah, terrible you I shouldn't know, have to at this day and I know that's you know?
5: the thing that's yeah. the thing okay
0: Definitely. listen both of you very much. both of you I hope this draws attention to it a little bit anyway um, I'll take a few more calls after the break yes. alright let me go go to Austin if I can. Austin, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Austin? Hi, Night, nice. How are things? Now you've got twin girls. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, and they've been diagnosed at three and a half. And like, yeah. And what what seems to be the problem with it with the girls, the girls?
6: Um, just the, we noticed they they weren't reaching their milestones. Okay. In the
0: beginning, that was 2015. Right. And. Luckily, we had an assessment on these within six months. Okay, but the assessment seemed to come, reason. when well, I say reasonably quickly, I mean, in some cases, two years. But, yeah. I mean, two, six months seems to be not too bad, by the way. Oh, no, that it? was
6: good, but that's where it stopped. Right, okay. Um, no speech therapy, no occupational therapy. Um, we were told they were on a four-year waiting list. Four for years, o- yeah. And now it's seven and a half.
0: Seven and a half years? yeah they'd be and 10 by the time they'd be seen
6: they're 10 they've gone 10 since March ok and um, no OT from the HS. what
0: part of the country are you in? we're in Mayo ok well yeah you're down on the list here I'm just I'm just looking here with the list of the worst counties seem to be affected uh, on the list here and they mention it here on the list uh, this is the CHO 8 area, which is Leash, awfully Longford, Westmead, Loud and Mead. Sorry, you're not in that area, but there's, they allegedly are the worst areas. But right. seven years, I mean, Maria, before you there, was given an appointment for 2026. I heard
6: that,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? She thought it was a mistake. She was actually laughing when she rang them, thought they made just a misprint or something like that. Seven years.
6: Yeah. And we've been told that the girls aren't a priority.
0: And, and when you say they're not a, when they say they're not a priority, in your eyes, of course, they're your children, of course, they're a priority. I, I, how is it affecting them at the moment?
6: Well, we're going privately. Other than that, we'd be in an awful mess.
0: Okay, so you're going to get speech and language, you're going to get occupational therapy, you're going to get all those things privately.
6: Yeah, we're going, um, since 2016 we're going to uh, speech therapy privately. Okay. And 2019
0: we started OT, a a place called Sensational Kids here in Claremont. Somebody mentioned that earlier on there too as well, Yeah. Yeah,
6: provide great services.
0: And uh, they also mentioned, of course, I think it's, I don't know how much they're charged you, but I think their lady said it could 70 or 75 euro. Well,
6: we're, we have two, so we're going okay. to reduce 100 hundred euro for, for, the, two, session, well, for that's, the session.
0: Well, that's fair, at least they reduce it for the two. Yeah. So, but overall, how much have you spent between that and between occupational therapy and between whatever else that you needed to get I, to, How much do you reckon would, you've spent over the last four or five I'd say years?
6: it's close to 15,000 at this stage.
0: Wow. 15,000 euro. When you add it all up, yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming you have a job and a taxpayer. So, I mean, well, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't I, yeah. be paying for this at all. I know. You know what I mean? This is, the state should be funding this. This is what the state yeah. is there for. That's why you pay your PRSI every week in your taxes. Yeah. You know? Wow. Australia, I just, I'm, my mind is just blown completely today by these waiting lists. Yeah. I had no idea it was this bad. But Seven years.
6: It, yeah, the thing about it, now, they don't care. The government don't care. The politicians don't care. HSE don't care. Because I have been on to numerous politicians about this and no Rose Conway Walsh was the only one that mentioned our case in the DAW mm-hmm. but nothing was done it's just fallen on deaf ears all the time and they're kicking the can down the road and just been left yeah so your, kids have been your kids
0: will be nearly leaving school by the time you get your appointment yeah should be no use to them then it's now they need the assistance to help with their academia etc yeah. etc et yeah
6: yeah we're lucky now they're in a the good school and they have an SNA each
0: well you know' everybody fight for that too well, everybody's saying this today. the schools are essentially replacing the h s c the schools are doing the work that the h s c should be doing yeah, you know
6: yeah, and now they're pushing on courses for parents to do, yeah, so that they take the heat off them. that's good And yeah. like parents haven't time to go doing courses,
0: yeah yeah. No, I, I understand. And I understand the position everybody's in. And I'm just, I'm absolutely shocked today at the amount of texts and messages we're having from parents. Obviously, we've just selected three or four to put on the air yeah. so we can't put everybody on the air. But yeah. I've listened to the last few, the Gerard and Maria and Martine and yourself, all with these ridiculous waiting lists.
6: I know. I uh, know. We, were, we were in a care facility before, uh, before the Curves started school and they couldn't provide us with an OT. So the parents got together and hired an OT to come to the healthcare uh, building, yeah, that's how.
0: And how, are the, how are the girls getting on now? Are they? Uh, I mean, obviously you're paying for it, so are, are they? Are they any better? Or things? Oh, getting they are. Better? They Good. have
6: improved. Their, their speech has come on, Good. and um the OT is, is, is not. Not that the well. HSE
0: or the government care, by the way. No, no, uh, they, they should care. hang their heads in shame. You know what I mean? Yeah,
6: yeah. Only for the yeah. private therapy sessions.
0: I don't know how what kind of a state. I bet you the minister doesn't wait seven years to get his four hundred and thirty or there's not the minister should say the head of the HSE to get his four hundred and thirty thousand euro no. a year salary. He's not waiting seven years for that. Not at all. Or his golden handshake that he'll probably get when he leaves very shortly. And there rises. Yeah. Listen, Austin, you've said it all and I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that you had to go privately I'm sorry to hear anybody I mean, I'm looking at this article in the paper today that by Ellen Coyne the parents are paying thousands to go privately yeah. it's quite See, shocking if you, don't, if you don't go private you won't get that. no that's it and you know you're thankfully Austin you're in a position I, I know it's probably the opinions of the collar but you're paying for it but there are parents out there who can't afford to do that I
6: know that Yeah, you know what I mean we're, we're paying a second mortgage
0: yeah yeah Listen, Austin, thank you very much. No, for thanks for highlighting the it. Right? Thanks very oh, okay. much. Okay, thanks for having Well, look, thanks, thanks. to everybody because I can't highlight it without you. I'll take one or two more after the break, by the way, because I can't end it at this point because there's just so many people want to come on. Just for those of you who just joined us, we're talking about this uh, shocking investigation of the Irish Independent by journalist Alan Coyne who talks about how long parents are waiting to get assessments and appointments for their children with special needs to get supports and help that they need like occupational therapy, child psychology and all those other things that they need, speech and language, everything else. Uh, and uh, it's quite shocking. We're listening from callers today who've been on the air. Have been telling us they're waiting seven years for an appointment. Seven years. One well, the lady there before Maria, before the break there, mentioned she got her letter this morning. Eventually, she got a letter this morning. She was diagnosed after two years, her daughter, and then she was waiting patiently for her appointment for what she needs. And she gets a letter this morning saying, "Yes, we have your appointment. Woo, we're delighted." the government can offer you, the HSC can offer you an appointment in March 2026. Sure, so children will be working before they get an appointment. It's silly. It's getting ridiculous. And why? We don't know. Uh, one part of this article shocks me beyond belief that they could turn around and say that in one particular area it warned that five or six children were being added to the waiting list every month, but it may only have to do one or two assessments every four weeks due to the lack of resources. How? Can a government body or any part of a government body only manage to see one or two children in a month? In a month. I mean, is there only one person half a person working there? I mean, what is going on? A child psychologist, professional child psychologist, you, you pay privately for, by the way, um, would probably see, I don't know, twenty children a month, I imagine. Thirty children a month, even more. Let me go to Antoinette. Antoinette, you're an Ireland's classic kid, doing, Antoinette.
7: Hi, no Um, not taking from kids with autism, but I just want to pull you on something that that you said yeah, yourself.
0: sure, sure, sure.
7: Um, you said if there was a child with a physical disability, that they'd be seen and they'd get their treatment.
0: Well, I tell you, I tell you course, what, I going to, I going to correct in, myself there. And I, what I probably was using in the analogy, if they had maybe a physical injury, I was, I did mention like a broken arm, a broken leg. And I do understand exactly what you mean with children with disabilities or physical disabilities. That was probably my mistake to say it in the way I said it. Yeah,
7: no, the way you, you said yeah. it was like if it was a child with a physical disability, they get seen. I think I the, the, was the point. 14
0: years yeah, the point I was trying to make it was okay, if, it's, if it's more. I suppose the point I was making was if it's, you know, if a child needs to go to hospital, say, with a broken leg or broken arm or something that needs, you know, immediate attention, they'll get it. But we just don't seem to recognise disability in the same way.
7: Yeah, well, I, I can agree with that because my daughter's 13 years with a dislocated hip.
0: Wow, 13 years? i still
7: wait 13 years. Just, she was first diagnosed with hip dysplasia when she was two years of age.
0: And now explain to me or to, to the listeners as well, because a lot of people, do, I mean, I remember many, many years ago, there was a friend of mine and his sister had, when she was a baby, she had like a plaster Paris on her, her legs and hips. Um, and I think that's what she had, hip dysplasia at the time. Or uh, what What exactly or how does that affect her on her day to day?
8: Basically, she
7: has cerebral palsy as well.
0: Yeah. Okay.
7: Um. Now, we... She was wheelchair and walker dependent, but we brought her to America for surgery. Um, She can now walk independently in some places, but uses crutches 95% of the time because of our hip. Right, okay. Right? Mm. What what it is, what hip dysplasia is, is your hip bone, like the, the ball and socket, is basically halfway in and halfway out, all depending on the actual child. That
0: must, now, is that painful? It must be painful for her.
7: They say she's in agony. But she, her, when, me, when we brought her to America, her hip was twenty five percent. dislocated, she was seven. And
0: can I, 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 can, can I ask? Can I ask you a question? I know it would at a great cost. You had to go to America to do that. But well, we
7: had to fundraise and it cost yeah. sixty thousand euro. Wow.
0: So why wasn't that available to her here?
7: It's available in the UK. It's not available here.
0: And did did you find out why it's not available here? I'm just about to explain it to you. Okay.
7: There's a criteria for children to be sent to the UK. Right, they have to five levels of cerebral palsy. Okay. You have to be level three to qualify to get this surgery in the UK, according to doctors in the CRC that never saw Casey never clamped eyes on her, never looked at her, they said she wasn't a suitable candidate.
0: That's incredible.
7: Why? I I don't know. Why? We sent all our our information to to America and Dr. Park in America actually said she was level three. So we brought her to America and two weeks after she had that surgery,
0: she took her first steps. That must have been a very proud moment for you.
7: Oh, uh, do you know what? It, it was better than winning the low.
0: I imagine. I can imagine.
7: But we, because, and you said, like, you, you have to stay in your little box.
0: Yeah, because you because don't feel that box. Because
7: we stepped yeah. outside that little box.
0: Yeah.
7: it has been punished. And I know that, you know what I mean? Because when she came back, obviously she needed physiotherapy. She got no physiotherapy. We had to pay private then for physiotherapy for her. And we've been paying private ever since. She gets the odd block of physiotherapy through Brothers Charity, which is a four week block and if she's lucky she gets it once a year. Now, we saw poor doctors about three weeks ago and I argued with them again. And so like, can't leave a child like this.
0: But isn't it terrible when I'm listening to parents today? All I hear is parents constantly fighting to look for help.
7: <laughs> That's an ongoing thing. And it doesn't matter what diagnosis your child has, Mm. you have to fight. And a good friend of mine told me years and years and years ago, you have to be a royal pain in their backside to get your child what they need. Mm. If you want something for your child, keep at them, keep bringing them, keep arguing with them. They will eventually listen.
0: And see parents can be afraid sometimes to do that in case they become an irritant and then they get they feel that like, oh they put me to the bottom of the list if I really annoy them. Well we
7: now uh, What happened with Katie Sip. Mm. We're looking to get
0: Yeah.
7: our information to to the to the Paley Institute in Florida. To see to and do something what I hope
0: But you're gonna to have to fundraise again then.
7: I have no idea how much I've got yeah, I, I don't because I want to see if they'll accept
0: if they'll accept her first yeah yeah I
7: even go Dale. I'll
0: consider oh, so your line is breaking the last it, thing I'm going to
7: do believe me
0: And I, I'm hearing from so many people by the way in a similar situation to yourself actually stay there because maybe you know Megan might give you some ideas as well because Megan you're in a, you're in a similar situation your son Tommy Hi,
8: how
0: are you? your son Tommy is four years old and he has a rare genetic condition what's, what's wrong with him Megan
8: So, basically, Tommy has the rarest sex chromosome disorder in the world. He has four extra female chromosomes. Okay. um, Which leads to a lot of complications. He has a severe apraxia of speech. His mobility wouldn't be too good. He's got a global development delay. He's got epilepsy. There's a lot of issues going on with Tommy, and we have no help.
0: And do they understand his problem in this country?
8: They do understand. There's been a medical case study done on Tommy. Yeah in Ireland, which has been published. So they do have an understanding. I currently took to the US in 2019 when Tommy was diagnosed and I gathered a lot of information for them, which followed by treatment. So unfortunately, with COVID and things like that, there's been no appointments really for air children, which is very, very frustrating because air children can't wait. How
0: many, other children, how many other children in Ireland have this condition, this rare genetic condition that you mentioned? mean, many- it's one of five. One of five. Sorry, yeah. in, in in Ireland?
8: In Ireland, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's one of five. But if you haven't came forward, there is one or two in the background.
0: Yeah. Right, okay.
8: Um, now, we travel to the States. Tommy has a team of specialists over there. And without them, Tommy wouldn't be the little boy he is today.
0: That must be costing you an arm and a leg. Literally.
8: It is. And unfortunately, we have to fundraise. I think just as I popped on there, I did hear another man say yeah, in the uh, a bit fundraising.
0: Well, no, I think it was an uh, Antoinette was saying it there earlier on, yeah. Yeah, that she. Um, had to you know, we have
8: to fundraise for these types of things. Going back in June, just gone, I took him to London as well for a six day intense therapy week because he hasn't had physiotherapy.
0: So you're, ev- yes, everything family. you want to do, you're bringing him out of the country to get it done because you just can't get it here.
8: You can't get here, and the kids haven't got time to wait. And as a parent, I feel if I don't do this, I'm failing my son. No, you're
0: right, you're right, and that's, that's and what parents do, isn't
8: the HSE it? HSE is failing our kids. We can't fail them. Without us, they have nobody.
0: So, wait, so
8: unfortunately.
0: So, what's the what's the the outcome of all this for Tommy? I mean, obviously, you know, he's never going to be cured of this particular genetic condition, but in saying that, he can be helped and supported to get through his life as best possible. So, he, can if he has the right therapy now, but he is not receiving the right therapy over here. Tommy's speech and language therapist that he had
8: for the last four years was taken away a couple of weeks ago to go and manage a different disability service and there was no uh, speech and language therapist to replace them. So now my son, with severe apraxia of speech, swallow issues, has now no speech and language therapist. I've had to buy a speaking device over in America for him, an ACC communication device, to try and get him speaking, as he is four years of age, and I hope for him to go to mainstream school. Without speech, he's not going to go to mainstream school.
0: No, no. So he needs to be able to communicate, yes, yeah.
8: And he's he's severely frustrated, so at the moment, you know, the plan is we're going to give him more testosterone therapy, which I have bought in America and took home with me. So now I have to get the doctors over here to give
0: And and when you talk about testosterone therapy, that therapy, is that not available in this country, or is it not approved in this country, or what what is the issue with it? Well,
8: Tommy was the first child to receive testosterone therapy at his age. Okay. So going back in 2019 when Tommy was diagnosed, I took him to America, and I bought testosterone. We've seen specialists over there that recommended that Tommy needed this.
0: And it, 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 is the idea, and pardon my ignorance, but is the idea of the testosterone treatment or therapy to balance out the fact that he has the extra female chromosomes? Is, is that Yeah, Without col-
8: his development won't go properly. It's yeah. all about brain development. And, you know, with these boys, they have the apraxia of speech and it is the highest mountain for us to climb and we know this. But without speech and language therapist, what am I to do? Yeah. Where am I to go? I'm a parent and I will do the best I can for my son, but I'm not a therapist.
0: I mean, the first half of the show was about people, you know, waiting six and seven years for appointments. And now, and I see another one I'm going to talk to in a 2nd Leslie Lesley-Ann in a second, people going to America, going as far as America, going to Lanzarote, going to whatever country necessary we, to get help for their children. Help,
8: we will go. We will go. And unfortunately, it all comes at high cost. And we're on our knees in this country, trying to survive as it is at the moment, with the cost of living going up. Yeah, we have to go out and I'm very, very lucky in one sense that I've got a brilliant army behind me for Tommy and without them, none of this would be possible. Yeah. I've got fantastic support network when it comes to my family and friends and they all chip in and that's how the, these trips are made possible. So
0: you're basically but fundraising our friends and family and anybody who'll help or anybody who'll anybody help who you support. Help. Yeah.
8: yeah, to get my son the help he needs, which will yeah. be given to him in this country. Mm-hmm. When Tommy was diagnosed, he was referred to a disability service in the last two and a half years since COVID and things like that, there's been no services given to us. Just stay there because for a second because just do, because... don't have the staff.
0: Okay, stay there for a second because I want to go to Sienna as well. Or uh, Sorry, Leslie Ann, Sorry, I do apologize Leslie Lesley-Anne, you're an Irish classic kid. How are you doing, Leslie anne
9: Hi, Niall. How are you?
0: How are you doing? Your daughter, Sienna, again, you had to fundraise too.
9: Yeah. Do you know what? It's only for the kind of kindness of our communities and like Megan said, the big army we have around our children. We would not be able to do this only for them. Like Sienna went to America, like the lady previous to Megan, um, Sienna had that, that same surgery, SDR surgery. And of course in Ireland and in the likes of the Central Remedial Clinic, there are certain criteria a child needs to you know, have. Now Sienna did meet that criteria, but again a multidisciplinary team makes that decision. The child is two, three years older. You know, they, they recover quicker when they're younger. And like we say all the time in this country, no matter what it is, if it's with autism or physical disabilities, early intervention is key. Of
10: course.
9: Sienna's yeah. brother, because he was diagnosed at the age of seven because, I mean, his brain scan kind of reports set on... A pediatrician's desk for a year before it was reported on. I mean, he could have had early intervention, but because he didn't have early intervention, Jamie now has one leg much shorter than the other. We're looking at maybe having the fundraise to go down to to go to the route of America for him, because Ireland, I mean, the waiting lists are too long for orthopaedics. And give
0: me an idea if, for orthopaedics for him to get his leg sorted out, and the, I, I don't know what the procedure is to shortened the other leg, or it's like length.
9: tendon lengthening type of, type okay. of surgery, which Sienna had also as well. And what's the, the waiting list of. for that publicly? I mean, that could be about three, four years.
0: You know, no the good. public
9: waiting list. So Jamie was seen by in, in 2022, they said maybe look at 2024, we could look into surgery on him. I'm sorry, but that's like he's got the biggest growth spurt in his life, he's now 11, he will not grow. As quicker as he's ever going to grow, like he is now. Of course, but the yeah. Bo- the muscle takes so long to catch up with the bone already because of cerebral palsy. You know, this it, it's it's like the crucial time to do these things. But again, it's like soul destroying having to think about oh God, we're going to have to fundraise again. We're going to have to dip into the same part of people that we did prior. Um, for Sienna. and for Siena and Megan's just, been there yeah she's thing. been
0: that soldier too yeah
9: absolutely and I followed Megan's journey from from the very beginning with Tommy and I know Megan okay. and like us mothers we kind of all we we watch all our children's journeys and at the beginning they say all right they've got their child sorted and now Megan's back at square one like ourselves again you know I have I have my oldest son who's recently be, been diagnosed on the autistic spectrum uh, they're telling us, oh, it could be four years before. Fair enough, he's being diagnosed. And that's the thing. People think, oh, great, my son is being diagnosed. Okay, but what we need is the therapies that come after that. But, but that was what be Maria, Maria
0: said before the break. It took her two years to get the diagnosis. And mm-hmm. then when she got the diagnosis, she was delighted, thinking, okay, things are going to happen for her eight-year-old now. Yeah. And sadly, she gets a letter saying your first appointment is going to be March 2026.
9: This. I mean, my lad is going into secondary now and he needs all these kind of little interventions. Just coping. Life skills coping mechanisms
0: Well, the whole it's, from the what system. i'm reading in the irish independent today the system is falling apart
9: it's uh, falling apart no i was given i was asked to attend a webinar for parent last week for alex and because i couldn't make it cuz i do two with their kids and they're all off school i got a snuffy letter afterwards saying we're taking him off the list because he didn't attend this webinar i'm sorry he needs therapy i cannot i cannot attend a webinar it's saying, oh, you need to learn how to support your child going forward while he's on a waiting list. I'm sorry, I know how to support him. But, but
0: hang on, that's not your job. When not I when my I said, second job. I mean, you don't have an obligation to do the webinar, as they call well, it. Well,
9: according to them, because I didn't attend the webinar, he's going to be taken off the list. And if I didn't contact the office in two weeks, I'm sorry, just because I didn't attend the webinar, that doesn't mean his... his uh, you don't care his, about your
0: child. Yes. Or his
9: disability has disappeared. <laughs> I still do need I know all
0: this. I, I know you mentioned Ashing as well that you know you've had to obviously talk about fundraising, but coming onto the media itself oh. and you know dragging your family through the media Dragon so to speak and you, you believe it's degrading and I, and I couldn't agree with you more, but and sadly Degrade. that's what a lot of people are doing today.
9: It's embarrassing, now. Like, my partner, he works for Dublin Fire Brigade, and he's like, you know, Leslie, like, I, I, my job, you know, I don't really want this. I don't want journalists coming into my house just to get a little bit of a scoop,
10: yeah. you
9: know, on, on what's going on. But I literally had, when I started this in 2018 I'd slept outside the doll in the lashes of feckin rain you know the cameras on me you know I was on the well, I do remember I think, we just, I think we
0: spoke to you that time
9: too you did so. cover that and fair, in fairness Nile you been so supportive of of a lot of families you know you do you do give them great coverage and I'm really appreciative of that and even back then you did but again like I was outside the GPO not so long ago with FUS you know, I've teamed up with uh, families, you know, the families for support and services. I've teamed up with them. I'm now first up in 15 because we're the worst hit. I was outside the door a couple of months ago. You know, I am constantly... I spend hours every day sending emails for policy. But it would,
0: it's not nice to have to do that. It's also no. not nice, as Megan said as well, who's still there, I think. Uh, Megan said yeah. as well that, you know, this idea that you have to keep going back to family and back to friends and saying, listen, can we, think, can we have another event, a fundraiser? I need to, you know, it's to bring the child away again. I mean, it's not nice to have to keep doing that. You almost no. feel like you're begging. It you is. I mean? It
9: is we're just begging and we're trying to, we're dipping into the same pot like I said you know there's only so many things and people that get a pain in their arse looking at another me. she's setting up another GoFundMe for me for this, that and the other like I mean if I see GoFundMe's all the time fair enough I give to what I can within my means but after that I go oh like I can't you yeah there's know, a
0: limit to what you can get. there's a limit absolutely. to how much you can donate and to different people and look and they're is. all good causes they're nearly always good causes I am meant yeah. to doubt that for a minute but I mean we shouldn't have pardon me you shouldn't have to do that no, no. I mean, Megan not, shouldn't have to do that. I mean, these services should be available for you here in this country. There's no reason for... There is no other reason for that. Now, I don't know. I understand too much, and I'm not going to lie, to pretend to understand the the complications and the difficulties of the genetic condition that Megan's son has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm i assuming there's there's issues around what's approved by, you know, the European agencies and the FDA in relation to medicines, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I'm sure you understand that more than, than I do, Megan. But, aren't sure there are, but, but I mean, I don't understand if something is working in the United States and it's approved by the CDC or the FDA in the United States and it works or it has proved to work. I don't know why we can't have it here. I just,
8: it is getting the appointments. You can't get the appointments. So yeah. when these treatments start, you need to follow through with therapies and it needs to be consistent. But it's not consistent in this country. Yeah. I came back from Landorati after spending, I'm not going to say how much I spent, but it was a good few thousand To get Tommy over there, the Disability Week was €2,000 alone. And again, it was fundraising. But I came back and got a phone call Tuesday asking me, did I get loads of exercises to do with Tommy? Because unfortunately, they had to take on a new area so they can't offer Tommy physio. It's not good enough.
0: No, it's not good enough.
8: It's not good enough.
0: And by the way, can I ask you a question? Both of you. Is there a case, because somebody had suggested this to me a while ago, that if you take your child out of the country, say and go to America or go to Florida or California or or, or Lanzarote, or whatever country it is, that somehow that's seen by the people in the HSE that that's frowned upon. In other words, that you're treated a little bit differently. I
8: wanted to go to America. That was done to me. Now, I will say it's not all professional. Some will come with me and some will go against me. I am lucky when it comes to Tommy's paediatrician and things like that, that he will listen to me and I am listened to when it comes to America but I've had doctors say oh go to America yeah they'll fill you full of Paul wallop and the whole lot and yeah. but they don't understand what I get out of that Leslie Ann understands I know Leslie Ann again she said we know each other yeah, yeah, yeah. Leslie Ann was the one that helped me at the very beginning and gave me that push to fundraise for America as she said it is embarrassing you're, you're digging out the same part all the time you're going back to the same people my whole
0: Oh, we're losing your phone line there. Sorry, Megan. Oh, we've lost Megan. I do apologise. Leslie Allen, listen again. It's it's wonderful to have you on the show again, and and, and good luck. I mean, in your continued battle, and that's all oh, it seems yeah, to be. With Sienna, i going to
9: keep. Going to keep How old is Sienna
0: now? How old is Sienna now? Is
9: four now. She's starting okay. big school in September, and that okay. was her main goal. Get oh. her walking into school in September but yet in Ireland we are told she'd never walk so I mean I think parents if they... Isn't that oh, wonderful mother,
0: by the way that you were told oh, she'd oh, never walk oh, and she's going to walk into school?
9: Into that big school in September like her brothers and sisters and that's all we can ask for and as parents we, if we feel that she's going to do, their children are going to do that, we're going to keep pushing until they do that. And I'm going to see that in September. And like that lady said, it's like winning the lot. So even better.
0: All right, listen, thank you very much, uh, Leslie. And Megan, thank sorry, you. I know you have it back there. Thank you very much indeed. And, and I wish you well, by the way, and you're in your and journey And I thank you your
8: so fight. much for the
0: coverage. All right, thanks and very I, much indeed. Uh, go and- Oh, have we lost her? Oh, we lost her. Sorry, I do apologise. Okay, I got a couple of messages. I do apologise. Now I got a couple of messages on WhatsApp here to play as well. Let me just try it And I'll
1: say I'm here, can't come on, but I just wanted to say, um, just listening to that lady here, my son was taken off the list for speech and therapy for not attending a webinar. Like, it's just ridiculous. They, you had to go to this class before you got this appointment for speech and therapy, and they sent me a letter saying that because I didn't um, attend, he was now taken off the list. So he's no longer on a list for um, speech therapy. Now I have an appointment for my other child, a developmental checklist that is monthly. So I'm planning on saying it to Public Health North then at the end of the month. But like they just took him off because I couldn't attend. I had a brand new baby at the time. I just think it's terrible.
0: That's all, I find that quite shocking that they would do that. That's almost like blackmail to some degree. Anyway, My son was diagnosed at 18
7: months with autism, privately. And when I went to the state, we asked them, what well, interventions could we do now because they told us early intervention was key. And he's not entitled to anything until he was
0: two and a half. That's not your Oh my, it's just parent after parent today. Somebody else says, Niall, no, wait for it. One year we paid over 12,000 between private assessments and services. Not worth getting upset, wasting time waiting for the state services, says Michael. That is quite shocking, isn't it? 12,000 euro you're paying, and you're paying taxes in this country. They're meant to be looking after children. We voted in a referendum going back five, six years ago, the children's referendum. The state's responsibility to look after the children of this country. It's in the constitution. But what are they doing? They're failing miserably in their duties. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is zero eight. Let me go to Kira. Kira, you're in Ireland's classic Kids. How are you doing, Kira?
11: Hi, I'm not too bad. How are you doing?
0: Good. Now, your six year old daughter was diagnosed with autism. Uh, She actually
11: hasn't been yet. No, I I was diagnosed with autism. Oh, you
0: were? I do apologise. Sorry. No,
11: you're fine. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, I started looking into it a couple of years ago and she was about three. Um, but there's so few resources out there other than the, like, actually going to the doctors and doing all that. But even she was like, you're, you're talking a couple of years at least, but waiting, you'd be better off going private. Yeah. Um. So I finally managed to get her into a speech and language therapist there recently and will be seeing them at the end of August. And she's going to go ahead and push forward for the autism assessment. Um. But again, she said it could be another three or four years before we actually get anything done on it. Um, I had to go private for my assessment there two years ago, and it was 850 quid.
3: It is, it's expensive. To to get that, yeah. Yeah.
11: And then even to go as far as the ADHD assessments, then you're talking another 800, 900 quid for it. Um, And yeah, when I was told then about Sensational Kids there, I was told that could be about three grand to get her done.
0: Well a lot of um, people have been recommending Sensational Kids I haven't heard of it but a lot of people have been recommending it today and I, I somebody had mentioned earlier, one child was it cost them 75 per visit and another chap yeah, mentioned that he different. had two children and they were doing it for 100 for the two so that was a fair deal they were doing both But That's
11: not too bad Yeah. yeah. So
0: uh, I, now obviously it depends on how many sessions you need I suppose doesn't it really?
11: Yeah, it is. It's it's all dependent on how the child is, what their support needs are, if they're high or low. It's just, it's shocking that in this day and age that there's not more out there for the kids in particular. Like, yeah. the adults, yeah, there's definitely not an awful lot out there for adults, um, especially with the HSE. You're basically left on your own, even though, you know, autistic kids grow into autistic adults. So there needs to be more support there
5: for the adults as
11: well. I'm but am surprised, just,
0: by the way, the amount of adults now... And I was listening to some of the radio there last week, and the amount of adults who are now being diagnosed who are kind of thinking to themselves. You know that they have certain problems in lives or or behavioural issues that themselves that they recognise themselves and now getting diagnosed uh, for things that they probably should have been diagnosed when they were young.
11: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like if if I had been diagnosed when I was younger and uh, my mother had the proper resources there, now she did the best she could with me. And she knows she struggled an awful lot with things similar to me, so she was able to help me in that um, aspect. But like for school, for instance. Mm. um, certain needs that I would have had in school, meltdowns that I had in school when I was younger and not knowing why. And it's just, it's horrible. So it's, I, I don't understand how they can get made away you, with it. what made
0: you think about it, you know, at this point in your life? I mean, did, did I mean, was was it causing you problems or what was your, be- what sort of behaviour did you believe was causing you to have this problem with this diagnosis? Like, but. Were you, were you had you become a little bit hyperactive or lacking concentration levels? Um, or
11: No, it wasn't that. It's like I've always known I've been different. I've always felt like I was on the outside looking in. And then, now this is going to sound absolutely mental, but I know a lot of people that went down this route as well. I joined TikTok and the algorithms obviously push similar videos or things that you like onto your FYP. And I mm. started getting all these um, people coming up that were diagnosed autistic that I really related to. So I just started researching it and I spent at least a year researching before I did anything about it and I got together all my traits and made a whole booklet of everything and all my issues and stuff and and I, I went into looking um, for an assessment then and I, that's when I found out that the HSE don't really do anything like that for adults. Yeah. Um, so so I, Retrospectively,
0: so to speak, in, in a sense, I suppose, looking back through your life, I suppose you can see where the problems were and what it caused. And do you think it's affected your life badly, Kara? I mean, how are you um, doing now? Are you working now? Or are you getting on with life? Or
11: I was working up until before Christmas, but it was uh, it was only a couple of hours a day. It was part time, and I could never understood why I, I didn't feel more capable of doing a full time job. Yeah. Um, but like even just during the couple of hours a day I would get home and I would be in such a mood I'd be very irritable like lights were annoying me noises were annoying me all of that sort of thing um, so yeah I don't I don't work now um, but I am trying to push forward as an autistic advocate Um I've started an online blog and such so I can bring awareness to people on how it actually presents definitely in between like from kids or from boys to girls like yeah. it, pre- it presents so differently and so many people don't understand this and then think, when I Do you think there's this, many
0: people sorry for interrupting you, but do you think there's many people heart. who have you know traits of autism or, or but it's, it might have Asperger's or may have dyspraxia or dyslexia or whatever it is Yeah they are kind of Yeah do you, do you think there's many people in the country you know ADHD isn't a big one which has exploded over the last 20 years do you think there's many people that would have a, you know are have these things undiagnosed as adults is there many people around because Definitely like, Yeah
11: there are 100% I mean like even since I found out I was and I started researching it and I can see it in other people now now obviously you've got a lot of trauma as well that can present as um similar traits. but once you get past the trauma um, and heal the kind of all the issues that you used to have growing up and you're able to figure out whether it is actually autism or if it's not autism Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, it's it's definitely like depending I'm, on the
0: difficulties you're having throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah, course. definitely.
11: Yeah, yeah. And then there's yeah, there's the high functioning or low functioning. Now I know a lot of autistic people don't like to use that anymore, but it's it's the yeah. the, the needs, but it's
0: yeah, well, I suppose it's, it helps to find out what sort of resources of you need or what sort of assistance you need. Yeah, well, that's it. that's I do yeah. think it
11: benefits that way. All right, yeah, it's okay. just easy to say. Well, I'm high functioning autism because people people understand that they're like, okay, you're able to function fairly all right in day to day life most of the time. Um, mm.
0: Or it's, and are you are you able you, you are able to function mostly day to day? Are you? Carol? Yeah,
11: definitely. It's definitely a little bit harder. Um, like socially I have issues understanding things and that used to cause me an awful lot of anxiety like sarcasm would go over my head I understand it a lot now so
0: you're missing social cues yeah
11: yeah social cues is a a big one for me um, definitely but I'm yeah and again it depends on the day you know I might wake up and I might be in a great form and my sensory needs aren't bothering me that much I'm not having too much input from noises or lights and stuff and I'm fully able to take on the world but then it could be the next day I could be right down in the bottom in a burnout and And it it wasn't
0: it wasn't just a case here of you know I suppose we're all different in a sense we all have our own little needs and issues as human beings no no, no two are the same and I always I always struggle with this idea of normality I don't believe there is such thing as normality. No,
11: there's not. No, no. <laughs> not at all.
0: You know, would say, "Oh, well, he's not really normal, is he?" I, there's no such thing as normality. We're all different, and we all just because one person presents or sees the world or acts slightly differently, as long as it's not endangering themselves or anybody else. I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. I think we're all entitled to feel differently, act differently, yeah, react differently to social issues and cues, and that's that's what life is about, isn't it? So, uh, But but as long as it's not causing you problems in your life. But in your case, obviously, it did cause you some level of problems in your life. It
11: did, but I've gotten there now, which is the important thing. And yeah. I, I did a couple of years of therapy as well, um, which really helped. That actually Good. allowed me Good. to be able to kind of see through all of that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, there definitely needs to be more done for kids because they're at such a vital time in their life. And, like, I still am very much triggered by certain situations because of situations I was in as a child, Mm-hmm. where I was bullied um, for being different for being weird um, I used to try and hide myself pers- behind a cat persona in primary school because like I just I wanted to be invisible I didn't want people to see me because um, of the attention that I was getting and you, because, were, you, know, I was people, you
0: said you used to hide behind a what persona?
11: a cat persona yeah Okay. that was one of the indicators actually to my therapist that, right, I okay. was, that I was autistic because I used to try and pretend I was a cat in school and at home it was a way of hiding myself so it was kind of like
0: sneaking <laughs> Sneaking away, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I yeah it,
11: it. Yeah, um, but okay. obviously that went the opposite way and brought a lot of attention onto me then because it was like, oh, well, well, she's a weird cat person over there.
0: <laughs> right. um, okay, so you couldn't <laughs> really win, could you? No.
11: No, no, but that, yeah, so like the, for other kids to be at that age and trying to find their way in the world and not knowing what's going on with them and then other people not knowing what's going on, it, it's it's...
0: Yeah, so hard. Yeah. And it has cha- look, thankfully all that's changed a lot now and we tend to recognise these things quicker because we're more educated nowadays on, you know, the needs of children, etc, etc. Mind you, you can recognise the needs but if you can't get help, it's not much use. Kira, thank you for that. And I want to just go to Sherry as well. Uh, Sherry, you're an Ireland's Classic kids. How are you doing? How
10: are you doing, Niall? Thanks for taking my call. No
0: problem. <laughs> we... now, your daughter is Raven, nine years of yep. age. That's right, Jack.
10: Yeah. Okay. Raven, uh... she was diagnosed. She was born with a lot, an awful lot of complications that didn't come... Didn't transpire until obviously she was, as the months went on. Yeah. She had uh, severe reflux disease. She had complex allergy. And she was also born with clubfoot. Um, okay. The proper name is telepath. Um, I remember so, years
0: ago, my mum talking about clubfoot. And do you know who she pointed out to at the time? I remember, because it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. It was Dudley Moore, the famous actor. Yeah,
10: and uh, God, I can't think of the top of my head now, very famous footballer. And at, um, the, at the
0: time, they used to deal with it by giving, the, the person would wear a shoe that had a thicker sole on one foot or something like that. But she's
10: probably going to need something like that now because yeah. her leg, it's not it's never been fixed. And so one leg's shorter than the other and she's got yeah. really bad complications in in one leg, yeah. in the foot. Right, but, okay. Um, so that div- so finds
0: a difficulty walking. And it can be painful too, I imagine. Too.
10: She's in pain constantly. She's on medication yeah. every day. She, she had a procedure there a few weeks ago. It didn't work um,
0: and how, how what, do they fix that? Do they have to lengthen one leg or shorten the other? or how do you... Well, what
10: they do when they're babies, what they do is they cast them um, straight away. So they're casted all the way up to the hip in right. each leg. Okay. Um, so they could be about four days old and you get that cast changed every week.
0: For and is this, the, is this the cast that keeps their legs kind of open, yeah. like, they, like they they're on a horse? The
10: leg. So, they get, so when she was born, right, yeah. she looked like she had no legs because they were so packaged up underneath her. So when they pull their leg out, the foot, the whole foot was twisted and the other one didn't even resemble a foot, it was just like a heel with toes. So what yeah. they do is they, they bend back the foot in place and then they cast it. Now they say the babies don't feel any of this. Yeah. But <laughs> she did. Right. And I had that co coinciding with the severe reflux disease. the days. So she screamed fourteen hours a day every day. Right. So we never knew which was Hortner. So she's been cast so up, up to her hips and then she had to have a, an operation called it to not to be released where they slit the Achilles heel. Right, okay. And and they lengthen. And then what happened is they're supposed to go into a thing called boots and bars then for um, 20, 23 hours a day yeah. until they walk and then nighttime. Boots and until bars. Now what's, what's boots boot? and bars they're called?
0: So is, is that like little... what we've seen in Forrest Gump? The, those kind of things that calipers, isn't <laughs> it? A little
10: bit like that, but the, but it's like the the, the these little shoes and there's a bar in the middle of them. Right. Okay. And they're set at an angle to okay. keep the foot stretched.
0: Right. Um, Do you remember like that was a thing? Do you remember that, Sherry? Sorry for interrupting, but remember many years ago. You used to see a lot of kids used to have calipers on their legs. You don't see that as much nowadays. So there's obviously I, a different way of dealing with use, it.
10: Yeah the, yeah, the method I'm talking about now is called the Ponseti Method.
0: Right, okay, um, okay. And it's
10: used, it's still used worldwide. I think it's it's so hard on the parents. Yeah. Because if if the child doesn't take to it, the guilt of, you know, maybe sometimes you have, you'd have to take the boots off the child's screaming. And then the guilt, if you see the foot going back in, Right, it's guilt, and the, and that some kids fail through it now. You know, some kids are brilliant, but other kids are aren't. Um, like, and, and they're, they're they're not they're atypical; they would be complex. But the so, thing about Raven was because she had sensory processing difficulty, which we got diagnosed, she couldn't tolerate the boots and bars on her because it obviously it felt. Alien, well, I
0: because, alien to her as well. Yeah, yeah. because she
10: because when she did get assessed, she she's really bad sensory problems from her waist down. Mm-hmm. So and then obviously I couldn't give her a bat as a baby, and um, because of the because the of the calf, yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. So when when I did try to start giving her a bat, it was impossible. She just wouldn't scream her head off. Yeah. And um, so I have two other children, so I knew pretty much straight away that this. This child is different. This 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 is not right. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. And um, so, uh, obviously, then when we got sort to her medical needs, which was a huge fight, a huge huge fight to get done, uh, we went through hell. And then when we did eventually, you know, get that sorted, the medical side sorted for our, our reflux and stuff, um, we, we we couldn't keep the boots and bars on her. So. She, I couldn't bring her anywhere. I knew there was something sensory-wise wrong with her so I applied for the assessment in it, and that took months but in the interim we had a really, really good paediatrician and um, he was amazing and he's retired now and he said, Shree, we're going to hospitalise her and we're going to have a look at her um, because we were telling them what we were dealing with but he wanted to obviously see for himself.
0: But can I say, by the way, listening to other parents today, you're so lucky that you were getting this intervention. So early because th- most parents so. today are saying that they're like they can't guess. I, cu- I
10: couldn't, I couldn't go, I couldn't go on. It wasn't that; it was just I uh, will get that. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't go on. We going. we were losing our minds. We didn't know what was wrong.
6: Yeah. We, yeah, we didn't
10: know what to do. So he he, he hospitalized her and he had her in there for a week and he's seeing the extent of her. Like literally, she'd go from two o'clock in the morning all day to hyperactivity wouldn't stop and she was two at that time and she'd be running up and down the corridor in the hospital with our boogie because we didn't know at the time but the yeah. way the boogie was was, was was like giving her input in her sensory yeah because that's what and regulated regulator but anyway he decided he, he was brilliant and he said we're going to get a multidisciplinary team to give her an assessment and it's going to take four weeks so that was brilliant but in the interim the assessment of the need came up at the same time so the two of them ran side by
0: side simultaneously yeah yeah,
10: yeah. so we went to the one the assessment of needs and we went to see the ot the physio the psychology and the pediatrician the dietitian and the same in, in Crumlin we the, but two of them came back with the same diagnosis that she had sensory processing disorder but she was too young to give an autistic one right so i couldn't get any help because they didn't give the diet so how long did it take you
0: then to get appointments to get the support need that you needed
10: so did the, the support um so she needed physio recommendation physio ot psychology and um, three years
0: three years was,
10: was the waiting list wow so i was lucky enough that the crumbling one gave us a sensory diet right which is. To get you same.
0: kind of started on the road, yeah, I suppose. It's, it's yeah, yeah.
10: She was saying, this is what she needs. And I, I was like, how would these things make a child any difference? But it's when the child has sensory needs. Of course, that can food help.
0: Food. But, yeah, all those yeah. things can help. So it
10: deregulates, just, it calms yeah. them down, it makes them focus, it helps with anxiety. I'm assuming
0: it's avoiding sugar foods and stuff like that. <laughs> that, that that's probably some of the obvious important. stuff too, too. Food's very
10: important yeah. as well. I yeah. can't stress that enough. Um, oh no, absolutely. The
0: diet is really important. It, it, I, I'm not trying to cut you short, but I have so many people I want to get on. And how is she now with her?
10: um well the thing is we we use the the sensory diet which is it's it's not a diet it's not food it's like but they tell you what to do yeah and we and we got two tours through the department of education who they they will send in tutors to the home to help that's great yeah Yeah. but that's available to everybody But I to get them well
0: well isn't that what we're learning today Everybody has to just fight State me just for a second Because I need to go to Andrea as well Before the break too Because yeah. I'll be killed here today Andrea you're on Ireland's Classic Kids How are you doing Andrea Hi
12: how are you
0: Now your son is three now And he was referred at 13 months um, Yes yeah. Go ahead So what happened
12: um, so, I suppose, uh, from the night Eli was born, I kind of always knew that there was something different about him. And how did you, um, you
0: recognise that at a very early stage? I mean, as a parent, I suppose, you just know. Oh, the night, yeah. the
12: night he was born, he was the only child in the whole ward that didn't cry. He never, okay. he did okay. not cry whatsoever. And I just knew, I suppose, as a mother, I just knew that there was something, something special up. about him. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, kind of all up along, I suppose, um, I just kind of had it, just a niggling feeling that there was something not quite right. And um, When he turned a year old, I kind of spoke to my mother and just said, "You know, he doesn't clap hands, he doesn't kind of make eye contact." There was a few little things. So at 13 months old, the brought things that, public every, health that nurse. every
0: baby does, the little milestones, yeah, Yeah, you yeah. Them his all.
12: little milestones. He was kind of missing them. So at 13 months old, they brought him to the public health nurse, and she agreed that yeah, there was something up. So he was referred then on to early intervention team at 13 months old, and I kind of said, "Right, we're you know the ball is rolling." I suppose you could say. And after about six months of waiting, I rang up and I was like, here, what's the story? Six months is an awful long time to be waiting. And a lovely girl at the end of the phone said, you're looking at about four years. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, nobody's going to see your child anytime soon. We have a massive waiting list. And I said, but, you know, if, if he is, if he has got autism, he needs it now. About Early intervention. Yeah. we need the intervention now. And she said, I'm so sorry. She said, we have X amount of children referred every day. You know, it's going to be about four years, and I said, "No, this can't happen." So I said, "What are my options?" And she did tell me I could go privately, and I said, "Right, okay." And she actually gave me the name of a psychologist um, that would that basically would do up a report that the HSE would accept. Yeah. And um, so I contacted her, and we paid nearly eighteen hundred euro for eighteen hundred. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, we paid that, um, and now he was extremely young, but because the signs and symptoms were so um, prevalent with Eli. He was actually diagnosed with autism at a year and nine months old, which is quite young, but not unheard of. Yeah. Um, so we had to pay a small fortune for that. So I sent in his report to the HSE and I just said, look, I've got his diagnosis. Can you help me with therapy? And they said, oh, look, we know that there's clearly something seriously going on here. We're going to put you down as an emergency um, for speech and language therapy. And he is nearly three and has never ever been seen. I've been paying privately for his occupational therapy. So you
0: still haven't got an appointment, no. and he's nearly no. three now. And they so. put, and he's a, and allegedly he's a priority.
12: Oh, they said he was an emergency. Oh, an, yes. emer-
0: an emergency. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Gosh. yeah. So he's an emergency oh. and he still hasn't been seen.
12: Yeah, so I, I don't know what the definition of an emergency is.
0: Oh, gosh. Two years later. Clearly, not there a big emergency isn't. in their eyes. No. Listen, Andrea, I've really come short of time and I'm really sorry. And I hope he gets all the help. I know you're paying to the nose for it. Uh, yeah, we surely we are. Well, look, I'm sure he has a wonderful parents and a wonderful mammy who wants to do that for him. So uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll benefit from that early intervention, as you rightly said, is the key with all of these things to help Absolutely. him to help him get through life as best he can. That uh, listen, thanks very much, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Andrea and everybody else who got involved in the show today. So many people, by the way, with so many stories, and everybody more or less singing the same hymn sheet. The HSE is an absolute shambles when it comes to trying to help children with special needs, give them clinical assessments, diagnosis, or any kind of occupational therapy, or whatever it happens to be that they actually need. It seems to be a complete disaster. Very few people seem to have, when I say good stories, when they get the help, eventually it can be good. But good stories as to how long it actually takes. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.